What's going on, everyone? Welcome to For the Love of Cinema, episode 203, where today we're talking about The Crudes, A New Age, Hillbilly Elegy from Netflix, and The Mandalorian. Yes, Hillbilly. And The Mandalorian Season 2, Episodes 5 and 6. Both some pretty big episodes, I will say. Oh, my goodness. We're still doing that? Oh, okay, great. You guys are facetious. Wonderful. wonderful. (laughs) I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Hey, it's me, Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Gentlemen, what is going on? How was your week, guys? How was your week? Um, yeah, I'm just busy over suppressing my power, so mm. it's all good. Takes a lot mm. to hold down that energy. It does. <laughs> the energy that is Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? Anything? Nothing eventful happened to you this week? Nothing fun to talk about? Nothing? COVID. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, COVID. Apparently it's... Alone. Does that count for anything? Or is that just sad? I've played a I played a disgustingly sad amount of World of Warcraft. That's mm. that's what I got going on. So yeah. Oh, so you're really how much Warcraft is that? <sighs> Probably within oh, it's a lot. It's more than <laughs> it's a lot. Beside that deep, he's got he's got twelve plus I think, hours. I think besides how long it took me to hit the new end cap, which was about twelve hours, I slash played yesterday and I was twenty two hours into that level. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, probably about 30 in wow. two weeks. Yeah. 30 in two weeks? Yeah. That's only 15 a week. That's not terrible, I guess. But I mean, you yeah, watched but 22 he did, he a did week. it in, you know, <laughs> he, he says in two weeks. I figure he did that in four days. I mean, <laughs> I mean let's, he's let's, trying to make it sound not so bad. Let, let, yeah, let's I'm be honest. Yeah. There's, compl- yeah. there's, there's total days that I can't play. So, yeah. so. What about you? Is your hand returned to normal? Are you able to work again? Is my hand turned to normal. Like, like it's a goddamn mutant power. Like what the hell? It returned like to a normal. Giant mutant hand. Like, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's stuff. functional. I'm just waiting for the okay from my doctor. Still in. Uh, I have like it's weird. Like the thing, nothing moves right right now. I gotta like physical therapy. This thing back to life. So, all right, fair enough. I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt anymore, and you got the pins out, then that's all that matters. Pins are out. Deal. Hurts like hell. Good. It's all good. <laughs> the human, the human body is a miraculous thing that heals itself. There's your lesson for today, boys and girls. <laughs> His hand is still messed up. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is episode 203 of For Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, talk about some movies. I'm sorry, talking about some trailers and then movies of the week we're excited to get into. What do you guys think took number one in the box office today? Or this weekend, sorry. Uh, the Croods? Yes, you yeah. would be correct, sir. Not even. I know. Chris has been looking forward to this one. Yeah. The Croods, A New Age, brought in domestic. See, this is where it gets interesting. Domestically, $4.4 million, But worldwide, it has brought in $60.5 million. A real release wow. number, huh? Yeah, that's pretty decent. I'm you know, really, those, really proud of it. All those countries that believe in science and medicine, they get to go to the movies. <laughs> fifty plus, fifty plus million dollars from everywhere but the United States. That's that's pretty much. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Um, Half Brothers brought in seven hundred and twenty k worldwide. Seven hundred and twenty k. Freaky just behind it, bringing in four hundred and sixty k. Bringing it. Bringing its worldwide total thirteen point three. Did you guys know Freaky's available on paid VOD right now? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, we actually have a story about that. Yesterday, when I was like scrolling through, I was just like, "You can watch." It still I means twenty bucks, but it's only been out for what two weeks? Yeah, three? Like it's that. in its third. Yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, 
yeah, things are different now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we have a pretty big story about that, about uh, HBO Max and streaming here coming up, but uh, just hold on for a second. All my life, bringing in a very disappointing 350K, bringing its <laughs> worldwide total to $1 million. I'm super sad about that. I was that. hoping you were going to say three, $350,000. $350,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never... I'll never forget the, that, Roger, remember, do you remember when we were working at Marquee and Punisher Warzone opened and you were like, I bet you this movie makes tens of dollars this, this weekend. <laughs> and and it, didn't, it didn't do anything. I legitimately remember on like the Saturday evening during the 7 to 9 o'clock windows, which should be typically the biggest for an R-rated movie, it had a total of 12 people oh. for two shows combined. Oh. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a movie no nobody that's asked back, for. Nobody like, wanted. That's back when I was like, what the hell is Twilight? Why do all these people keep going oh to this God. movie? Like, what is this? Oh, yeah. For like a that was the end like, Why is this damn movie so busy? <laughs> what was I and, <laughs> and then rounding out number five, War with Grandpa still up there. Bring us worldwide to 26 million with the 329. That almost, War with Grandpa in like its seventh week almost did more than All My Life in its first week. Good. Oh my! No, not good. I wanted all my life to make a hundred billion dollars. Damn it! What if it's um, bad? I mean, we'll find out next I mean, week. Tune in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, it probably isn't great, but you know, I have to have a soft spot for um for the romantic stuff. I I always do. But we know. I, thank you. Know. One of my weaknesses, as as you guys call it. No, I didn't say that. You one just, of your, you just choose one of your movies. weaknesses. Like there's few. Right, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> last week, <laughs> last. Last week was kind of a big week for theaters. Two movies opened up, All, All My Life and Half Brothers. Uh, if you're wondering what either one of those are, trust me, you've seen the trailer 10 million times. If you've been to the theater at all in the past six months, you've seen the trailer. Uh, so we're going to talk about one of those next week. Half Brothers, we will not. But what streaming? I took a look at Disney Plus this week, and I took a trip back to the 90s. Roger, you are going to love these. <clears throat> Excuse me. Home Alone, the first one, which I think is a masterpiece. Directed by Chris Columbus, the one that, <laughs> the, the 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 prequel to Saw is Home Home Alone, 1990. Uh, the one that started it all, Macaulay Culkin made super famous and made many sequels, and the Wet Bandits became very well known in those circles. Harry and Marv. What do you, do you guys have fond memories of Home Alone? I never minded the first Home Alone movie. Obviously, when I was younger, I loved it, but like now, like the, especially the second one. Like, how could I look at the second movie and be like, this is good, too. It's the same movie in New Again, York. yeah. So I, but, I mean, I laugh at that because we do it all the time now. But back then, it's like, oh, there's another Home Alone movie. This would be great. <laughs> it's not. Now, Home Alone was never my thing growing up. I didn't like the those like that style of comedy even growing up. Like, I didn't like the Grace Venture movies and all but that. But listen, because of that, we have Saw. You know that. Kevin McAllister is Jigsaw. Oh my god! This is a running joke that's going to go on forever. I can't wait for the new one. Mm-hmm. For that to be the big one. I hope it's Macaulay Culkin. Oh, it needs to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all I want. Yep. Don't, I remember. I, 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 don't fail us, Chris Rock. <laughs> I, I remember le- legitimately thinking when I was super young and saw. I was. I think I saw that one in the theater with more, one of my best friends across the street at the time, um, who to, whose mom took us, and I, I, I remember saying. Wow, it, it must be nice to be able to have that skill to set up all those traps as a kid. Like, not even like understanding that it was an actor behind all that. Mm. You know, I was an idiot at one time. I mean, still am, arguably. But 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks for not commenting on that. I appreciate that. I was just going to let you sit on that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) By arguably. (laughs) And it would argue that point. I was a little dumb. And if you want to... Yeah, right. And if if you're in the Christmas spirit, check out The Santa Claus, directed by John Pasquin, 1994. Another one that started it all and spawned several sequels. Uh, Check out Tim Allen at his height. Uh, I know what Roger you say about the Santa Claus is hilarious. What's that? What what you say about the Santa Claus is hilarious. What did you say about that one that he slipped off the roof and then he didn't he didn't even try to save him. He just let him die. He just let him die and took his like robbed him. Like he left him to die on the ground. He was like, we should call my one. He's like, no, I should take his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like a vagrant. Like a vagrant. Santa Claus yeah, in a park bench in New York. Like, <laughs> the heroin needle in his arm. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that in the mid '90s, Tim Allen was probably at his height, right? Oh, he was he was as big as you could get, legitimately. I he had he had a ton him. of big movies, and I mean, what Home Improvement was one of ABC's biggest shows for God ten years. I'm I'm still a Tim Allen fan. I still like him. I actually just discovered a Tim Allen comedy not too long ago. He's a raging cokehead. Like back dude, he like for or back during his like stand up run. Yeah, giant cokehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've also heard stories, but he's. Are. I've also heard stories that he like. He's also he's very like his comedy. When I just started listening to is very not like PC. You know how like it's not PG rated at all. Like Home Improvement, kind of like Bob Saget with yeah. um yeah. with Full House. Like Bob Saget's like he's a he, he's a very I mean, offensive r-rated comic robin williams will be always one here same same point you know, yeah. same thing he's just vulgar as hell have you never heard the tim allen pure michigan jokes no about how, you know he says the voice for the michigan tourism thing yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. he's from always like tim allen mainland mainline pure michigan before he did this special <laughs> like, yeah pure uncut michigan <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. Some of my favorite jokes are <laughs> Michigan-based cocaine analogies. <laughs> I remember. So I, the first time I was listening to his comedy, he he, he opens with the joke of uh, he opens with a joke that men men rule the world. Sorry, women. And I just thought like, what? This is this is the guy that was on Home Improvement for ten years about being a father and you know like always the dramatic music queuing up when it needs to and stuff like that. Like what? Took me by surprise. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Santa Claus on there. And, Roger, I know you're going to love this one, and I, I can't wait to tell you. The Mighty Ducks Collection is on Disney+. Plus. All of the movies wait, directed... Is it remastered in 4K? I don't think it's remastered. It's just they're available. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be here for it if it's in 4K, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, directed respectively by Stephen Herrick, Sam Weissman, and Robert Lieberman, the, the Mighty Ducks D2 and then D3. Uh, the Flying V... And Quack, Quack, Quack are the three things that I remember from uh, watching those films. Loved it. Loved it. Who doesn't love, who as a kid didn't love the Mighty Ducks? Like, can you honestly say you didn't love the Mighty Ducks? It's like saying you didn't like Sandlot. The Hawks didn't. Anybody from Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Anyone from Iceland or the Hawks? Yeah. Oh, man. I hype up Iceland as having some, like, big badass, like, junior league team. Iceland. They have professional hockey in any capacity. They don't have ice. Not really, no. No. It's cold there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, check out those on Disney+. Plus. I mean, Disney+, Plus arguably, has, I think, one of the higher caliber what streaming. But uh, check check, check those out for, Disney you know, Plus if you're looking for something. really, really deep, though. Like, they got a ton of stuff in there. 
They do. I was just search scrolling through, and there's a ton there. You know, there's also a ton of documentaries like about. You know, I always like there's a like there's a lot of Star Wars documentaries and stuff, and it just it's very interesting to, well, you know, to they, get into. You know, part of Disney Plus for a lot of people that don't know this, like all the National Geographic stuff is part of that. Their whole library, there is really good stuff there, really good stuff. Yeah, I was digging into one of them earlier today. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, all right, current events. COVID theaters open again. Looks like theaters are going to be closing again. But we got a very interesting thing. So, Roger, you sent the story to us. HBO Max has made a claim for 2021, all of their big movies will be day and date with theater and HBO Max streaming service. All the Warner Brothers big boys. Who's here for this? I'm here I mean, for this. this is, here's where I want to ask you now. Do you think, this has to be a precedent setting thing, it right? Is. Would you guys imagine? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You think this is, a, you think this is a power move by them or it's just a move? No, because, I mean... I'll answer this. No, I don't think so. I think this is what they think they have to do to keep moving forward throughout 2021. We, yeah, we talked about this a little bit. I think it's a win-win move, which isn't a power move per se. I think it. I think it just in no matter what way it shakes out for them, they they win for making this decision. So it's just a good thing for them all around. So we had a we have a group text where we discuss things like that, mostly wildly inappropriate things, but also yes. things that are relative to this show, such as the HBO Max. Every now and then. Well, but I mean, we had a pretty serious discussion about if we thought this would be behind a paywall. Mm, you yeah. know, whether it's just HBO, it's HBO Max, it's built into, or is it if you have HBO Max and it's fourteen ninety nine streaming service too. price, do you have to pay an additional five, ten, fifty dollars to watch this movie? And we kind of come to the point that it doesn't really matter. Because once it's out there, it's out there. It doesn't matter what kind of paywall you put it behind. Yeah. Once you make it available for somebody to go, yep, mm-hmm. I got this. Now yep. everybody else has this. Mm-hmm. It no longer matters. The people that want to watch it will watch, will watch it. it. Yeah, will get a hold of it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, in, in in any way, I mean, I know you mean by like, you mean, well, they'll get they'll get a hold of it either legally or illegally, Absolutely. morally. I mean, I mean, percent yeah. seriously. Once it's out there behind the paywall or not, you know, just like Mulan, it's there. It's. Everybody will have it if they want to have it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I hadn't considered before you said it, and that's kind of why I stopped texting back. It's like, damn, he's he's right about that. Like, I mean, that's one point that these days you you, you is absolutely the truth. If someone wants to watch it, they're going to see it. They're going to pay for it, or they're going to rip it. One of the two. So, I mean, I don't see. I I, I thought of an interesting. Um, now, how would you guys feel if HBO if if every studio did this? For any streaming service, they will all inevitably be associated with here soon. Let's just say, let's just use HBO as the model. And so we already pay what fourteen nine nine. Rod, you 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 pay nothing, right? Uh, I pay nothing because um, with my services, if you have HBO, you have free access to HBO Max. Now I did have to go actually activate my HBO Max yeah. account, same, but I do pay zero dollars for it. So okay, so well, let's just say the average person of people that will pay nothing additional for HBO Max. Well, okay. Let's just say people who do pay for it, like myself, for example, it's fourteen nine ninety nine. Now, do you think it's it's reasonable to now these bigger movies you would charge if you're going to put them behind a paywall because you, because it is twenty twenty and everyone wants to milk every penny they can out of anybody? Is it safe to say that the fourteen ninety nine gives you the movie for like let's say nine nine cents or one dollar additional, or you can buy it a la carte? For let's say nine ninety nine, I, I feel like that's a decent pricing model. I just I just know with the way that 
H or uh, excuse me, Disney Plus did Mulan at twenty nine ninety nine, right? Yep. I mean, we we talked about it at length then, and apparently Disney made a shitload of money by doing that. I just I just think twenty nine ninety nine is just too much money it is. for most people. But you know, nineteen ninety nine is a much more palatable number. But fourteen ninety nine is probably where things would end up. Well, no, okay, no, I meant um, I get what you're if saying. you're. I, if you're a subscriber, yeah, then me. I get what you're yeah. saying. So, like, I mean, in in a in a more fair isn't the right word, but in in a more desirable circumstance, if let's say that HBO Max puts all these movies out to you know whether you have it or not, it's like at 19.99 is the price to watch the movie, which is something we've seen. Oh, you mean just like straight into pay per view instead? Well, yeah, something like that. But like, if you're an HBO Max subscriber, mm-hmm. you've already paid fifty dollars a month in. You could you get those movies for four ninety nine instead. Oh, okay, I got okay. you know that's okay. what he's kind of saying. Okay. And, and, so I didn't, I didn't. And and if, if if you watch more than one movie a month on HBO Max, which a lot of people do, it would it, it would autom- it would pay for itself, and that's designed to make sure you are a subscriber for as long as you, you know for as long as you they'll have your money. Yeah, but unfortunately, in the microtransaction and and world that we live in, it's not going to happen that way. They're going to be nineteen ninety nine behind a paywall, most likely. Probably is what so. I see happening. Yeah, I mean, yep. I, I bet it is. Here's the thing, though: they have to, you know. Wonder Woman is coming mm-hmm. soon. Like we're less than three weeks from Christmas, which is weird to say, but we absolutely are. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll we'll know in the next what ten days what it's going to cost. Yeah, what? I would imagine before we do the next episode, we will know well, what it's going to cost. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw it last night, but the initial reviews for Wonder Woman started to drop. Yeah, um, the spoiler free ones. Um, no real surprise. Most of them have been celebrated as pretty terrific at this mm-hmm. point because nice. is, Patty Jenkins is the only person we can really trust in that universe. So far. <laughs> true. Just put her in charge of all of it. Marvel did it. It worked. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see a lot more with Wonder Woman really, really soon. So obviously if we know, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. I don't. Well, that's that's good to hear. It's getting positive reviews. A lot of movies get really awful reviews right off the bat and then rebound, but it's good to know it's getting positive reviews. Good, good, good. I mean, I don't think there's a. We'll have more to call, talk about on this, but I think this is a major precedent that is meant to be. My personal thing is it's it's meant to be a power move for for Warner Brothers for their their companies and services. Well, I mean, I mean, I know you don't like this because you're all movies all the time in the movie theater, but I told you, man. Listen, I made a comment about a year ago that this stuff was changing. I didn't expect it like this, obviously. <laughs> Things are way different now. Not like but this. All it did was accelerate it. That's all. Yeah. Well, I, I've i been asking my accountant uh, on this show because he's been talking a lot with um, the finance exec from Lionsgate about what his opinion on this is. And he, when I said, do you think move theaters are going anywhere? And he said, Grayson, they're not going anywhere. Trust me on this. I don't know if he's right. It just it made me feel better. <laughs> so because I mean, he obviously knows something I don't, or like he's been talking. I mean, they may have mentioned. I, I don't know, but I feel like he's very, pretty, pretty confident. He gave you a security blanket, some more milk, and told you to go lay back down. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we could get into the real technical discussion of where AMC just needs to make their own streaming service, or Regal Cinemas just needs to make their own streaming service, and you just move right along, and movie theaters do just fine. Yeah, but you know, obviously, studios want their own piece. Yeah, I mean, everyone, it's all, man, there's so much money to be made in this industry. That's why there's just so many people out there. But All, all, AMC, all, right. all AMC has to do is just wait. They just have to wait. Yeah. The storm. All they have to do is not go bankrupt. Yeah, that's it. That's all just they have to accomplish in this. 
Well, I mean, they seem to be doing pretty well, at least right now. Like, they seem to be doing decently. I mean, well, I mean, if you think of it this way, they're a big enough company with enough employees and enough ways to cut back on costs to where they can they can weather this storm for so long just by, you know, all right, how much money have we lost? How much do we need to recoup? Okay, let's do this. Let's sh- close these down. Let's, let, let's let these people go. They can do that for so long on such a large scale and remain an active LLC. That's all they need. How few people do we have to maintain to have this company functionally run? Yep, and then they just, and then they know what they what it constantly shrink that number and, down. Well, and, and then and then they know how much they've already been here before. Later on, they know how much it will cost to get back to where they were. They just know how much money that they need to they need to take out in loans, shares, whatever, to build it back up to what it was. That's all they got to do. Yeah, maybe this opportunity, maybe they'll come up with a better. Like I've always been a believer that the lower your concession prices are, the more you sell, and but the bigger volume you sell. So I mean, hopefully, maybe maybe they'll start doing tickets like. You can buy a ten dollar ticket, but that includes a medium drink and a medium popcorn and a movie ticket. Who so the, maybe they'll start who doing that. Medium drink. I mean, we already, we already have. Oh, I don't know. AMC for most regular tickets at any given time, they're only five bucks. Mm-hmm. So they've already done that part of it. So. Well, but that's that's that's. I'm talking about bringing the high end, like Chicago, Los Angeles. Those theaters are like twenty five bucks a pop. Sure, of course, that's expensive, man. That is way too much. So I mean I don't know I'm just you know hopefully things will start to turn around soon. Let's talk about some trailers. Which one do you guys want to talk about first, the Dig or the Mertonian? Doesn't matter. Let's talk about the Dig by director Simon Stone with Carrie Mulligan, Ralph Fiennes, and Ben Chaplin. I believe his name is Rafe. Oh, yeah, sorry, Rafe Fiennes. Sorry. What do you guys think, Chris? Starts off. What do you think about this one? Uh, I'm lukewarm on it. It's not really my cup of tea, I don't think. But I mean. It's better than some of the uh, the stuff that I have to watch being on this podcast. So I'm gonna watch it, but we'll Thankfully. see. We'll see if the cinematography is any good. That, that's where I'll get my draw from for this one. I think I'm already it is. that in the in the in the trailer he like is gonna have like the smallest recorded cave-in ever on him and get buried in this mound of dirt. And it's like it's like they're gonna add this layer of drama that probably doesn't need to be in this movie at all, but it's gonna be there, and I'm already mad about it. I don't. I don't know if you should be mad about it, but I mean, I'm this is a Netflix. You don't, you don't get to tell me how I feel. Very true. All right, all right. I don't. Be, be, if you want to be mad? Be, be mad, bro. I don't. You do, bro. you man. Bro, um, brother. This is a Netflix exclusive, so we'll be looking forward to that. It's coming out. I think early 2021. I do believe January somewhere around there. Maybe I get it mixed up with the other one, but I mean, it looks to be very high production value. Um, it's about ex- excavating something in the UK. Uh, about revealing something about our past, you know, a ship was, yeah, Viking ship where there is no water anymore and where there wouldn't have been even back that far. But I mean, it's, it's, I just want to know where they're going with it. It's got a great cast, looks like good production values. And it looks like to to be a movie that's intelligently written. I mean, unlike something like you brought up earlier. Well, I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, compared when like half brothers, it's just, it's just a movie just thrown out there. But this, something like this, I think was a love project. It seems like to me, when you watch the trailer, I get the vibe that it's a very carefully looked after love project. What if we've been bagging on Half Brothers for this long and this hard and it turns to be the next stupid ass Palm Springs? We're going to be mad about it. Don't you ever talk about Palm Springs like that. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Palm Springs, best movie of 2020, I mean, hands the down. Oscar winner, Palm Springs. God <laughs> almighty. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> 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 We're going to talk about all that in an episode later. All right. Right, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the Oscars. I'm actually looking for yeah, we're not, we're not too far from that. And the Mar- and the Martinian, directed by Kevin McDonald, Jodie Foster, Shailene Woodley, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Zachary Levy, 
looks to be one of those political thrillers. All right, so let's talk so much. about our boy Ben Cumberbatch. Let's right? talk about his accent. <laughs> so he's got the, you know, Doctor Strange American voice with a southern draw. Yeah. God, I don't know what's going on here. He's doing the big cheek move. Did you see that? Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's blowing up his cheek while he's talking. Oh, my, my. That, that buh, buh sound. Yeah. He's doing, he's, he's going all out. I got some bass in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very concerned with his accent. I think it's really very concerned. Uh, However, though, I am like, so I'm interested in this story because I think we might get a bunch of these kind of stories coming because it's a true story mm-hmm. about, you know, people we just locked away in Guantanamo yeah. for, you know, ever. Yeah. Murder <laughs> sort of stuff. Because freedom, bro. Freedom, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Uh, sorry, IMDb has the description as a detainee at the U.S. military's Guantanamo Bay detention center is held without charges for over a decade and seeks help from a defense attorney for his release. Really, a great cast though, too. I want to point that out. Yeah, no, it's definitely got a good cast. uh, Hell yeah, it does. That's the thing. It's like I mean, yeah, I just hope it's. I mean, we. What did we just? Which which one did we just watch uh, recently about the guy who tried to get back to his wife? What the dick was there? No, 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 no. We just watched a movie recently. Um, I forget the name of it. Just, just came. It's, it's a lot like that. You know, they, they, they try to get in to break him out, and then they, they lose people on the way back. It's one. It's, it's, it's one, 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 Tears of the one Sun. Of no, that. Saving oh my Private goodness. Ryan. Yes, correct. No, no. Saving Private Ryan. Good for you, Roger. God damn it. God, you guys are some silly, silly people. Silly boys. <laughs> silly boys. B O I. Silly boy. All right. What are we, so let's talk about the Mandalorian a little bit. Episodes five and six of season two, really some heavy episodes. So yeah, a lot going on in these episodes. Episode six. It's safe to say this is getting better, right? Well, this is to to me, it's it's more Star Wars again. That's the thing is like, especially with this most recent episode with you know Boba Fett and Slave One, we're back in Star Wars mode. Started in four. And five and six just really ramp it like all the way up. So which is good. It's as- well, let's talk about five where he brings he brings Grogu. What's his name? Grogu. Grogu to the kid's got a name. Every <laughs> time he says it, he just looks at him like, "What's up?" <laughs> hey, and, it's, and it's funny because like it's a it's an awful name, but like it fits right in the Star Wars universe of like yes, terrible sure. names. I just want to say it like his little kid, no Grogu, yeah. I love how he just calls him kiddo though. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I did love Michael Bean, and uh, he was the gunfighter in Episode Five. Yeah, um, the guy from the Terminator and uh, Aliens. That was he's old man. Jeez, he's getting old. He's born. I think he's born in fifty. But he's one of the actors. He's one of my favorite, like top three of all time. So I'm glad Mandalorians I'm... become like a ground for anybody who's like, "Hey, do you want to be part of Star Wars?" People yep. are just like, "Yes, I would love to." You know, I want to come shoot for a day and a half, and you know, I want it to be part of that. So, and I, I'm here. Like, you know, we started with that. What was it? Episode three mm-hmm. with you know Titus Welliver, you know, being in there. Like, I think that's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it brings a lot well, of like, people a good way to not have to be really committed to it, but have a I've seen, I've seen like comments and articles about how it how it it breaks the it breaks the wall and it pulls people right out of the experience. Blah 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 blah. Like when you, yeah, right. Like, yeah, blah, I don't think blah, I don't blah, think blah, blah, blah. I don't think it does that. But it, it <laughs> but it kind of does. You know, I I still haven't been able to shake the the Xena and Hercules kind of parallel that we always draw. Well, and it's I, still I think, there. Well, yeah. well, that's the thing. It's still there, but like it's these last budget though. 
these last few episodes, I think, have been less of those things. Oh, yeah, these, this is where Star Wars again. Yeah, it's just, and it's, so episode four, the big deal is, um, you were right, Rosario Dawson is Ashoka. She's a Jedi who so tells, Mando. tells Mando where to take uh, Grogu to get more training. And a lot of, you know what, I just want to talk about this for one second. A lot of people really had an issue with her as a Jedi. Why? Rosario Dawson. She was awesome. Well, this is—I mean, this is this is not the show for that. But if you want to Google that, there's a huge, huge like a story behind this. But a lot of people are very upset that she was a Jedi. Um, so, but it was really cool seeing a Jedi in this franchise again. It's like because I want to make a pair when we talk about the next episode how how what it is. But what how how do you guys feel about about her as a Jedi like fitting right into not her but like Ashoka Jedi? fitting right into the Star Wars universe. Did you guys, were you guys okay with it, or did you guys think it was, it didn't really ring true? So first off, white lightsabers are badass. Yep. Absolutely well, badass. <laughs> well, they had to give someone white when, at the end of last season, we saw, what's his face, have a... Um, the dark have a, Yeah, the dark, yeah. So there, there, there's always going to be, op- Star Wars is all about good and evil opposites. So, yeah, so Moff Gideon, he's... So, okay, so how how do you guys feel about Ashoka? Just, Throw, throw it out there. Let, let me let me get your thoughts. I think she's fine. Yeah, I agree. Who, do you know who her master is? No. Who trained her? Mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Just, you know what's funny about that is there are several lines of dialogue that like told that that told <laughs> us that that told us that they don't like they're acknowledging that they existed, but they don't want like the, but this. This isn't gonna be the this isn't gonna be the show that gets into all that. Well, so I thought that was kind of kind of so cool. Where all this came from, legitimately, where Ahsoka Tano came from, is like the Clone Wars cartoon show, mm-hmm. sort of animated series, yeah. which apparently is really good. It is actually. Um, that's where she came from. Okay. So that's where that character was developed, and when she mentioned the name Thawne, like that's a legendary big bad for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, was it Deep Admiral Thrawn? Yeah, Thrawn, yeah. yep. Yeah, so he's a, he's a big bad blue man. I got a friend who's a big, he's a huge Star Wars fan, the biggest one I know, and he's, he, I've, I've heard, I've heard about Grand Admiral Thrawn. If they lot. ever do more Star Wars, he would be your alpha bad. Yeah. So, yep. All right. What else you got for me? Uh, well, so we talk about, you know, they go into the city, and of course, like most episodes, he's got to fight off the you know, another gunfighter or something. And Michael Bean is that guy. And it's a, I think that episode was Michael a great Bean one. Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so let's move into I the most recent hold episode. Hold on, one more thing before we move on. Did we know before this that Beskar can stop a lightsaber? No, I, I don't think, think we, did. we did, right? Yeah, but I mean, well, we have, we know that Beskar is like the strongest material in the, in the I mean, galaxy. That's fine. Listen, I'm not even saying, you know, the lightsaber shouldn't have even like, Hey, just put it like a nick on it or something. Like, yeah. it seems impervious yep. to lightsaber, which I was one. It was impressive, <laughs> but two, I was just like, well, shit, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> like, I thought yeah, I could do pretty whatever. Cool, yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, but that it really limits what what is ultimately the coolest weapon of all time. It really limits the power of that. But then again, we don't really know much about Beskar at all, except that it's super powerful and yeah, come in it, it a is, big giant. You know, spear made of nothing but Beskar. <laughs> yeah, that, that's How pretty do you awesome. Think actually, weighs? Uh, a lot, right? a, a, lot, a, a lot, a lot. Like it's or it, it either weighs a lot or like nothing. 
You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, it's yeah. one of the two. It's got to be a lot, though. I think. I, I did think um, awesome when uh, Ahsoka chopped through the giant bell thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. So oh, that's what I want to bring up. So as I was watching it, one thing that you get, even with the prequels and the and the sequel trilogies, you know, as far as as much as I don't like them, you do get really good production value when it comes to fights. Yes. When they, for for instance, when Mando and um, the Jedi in Episode Five have their little duel for a few seconds, that I thought was I was okay with that. I was kind of impressed by that choreography. Yeah, they they've, they've and, had and some how- pretty decent hand to hand fight scenes in this, and I mean all of her scenes where she's just wrecking shop. I'm totally okay with that too, where she's, you know, popping in and out of the fog, like disappearing John Wick style. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that, man. <laughs> well, see, I'm I don't get either finally embraces the slaughtering aspect. <laughs> I need this. Well, one embraced it, and then he became the most famous, the most Still infamous Jedi of all time. Apparently. Younglings. Allegedly. <laughs> Killed. There are no younglings. To corroborate this story. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with all that, with that choreography, and um, I was really impressed by that episode. And the next episode, let's talk about the bombshell that I want to know how Boba escaped the Sarlacc pit from episode six. I don't think pieces of his face made it. <laughs> He's pretty chewed up. Well, I mean, so you're skipping over a large part of, of the show. A large universe. So, um, well, Grace- well, no, it starts with them. They leave, they leave Ahsoka Tano, sends him to go to a Jedi Temple one. God, whatever planet, whatever it has the Jedi, <laughs> a Jedi temple. Um, they sent him to go there so he could like reach out and communicate with other Jedi's to try to find someone who could take him under for tutelage, right? And while they're there, you know, a very iconic ship comes rolling into the uh, rolling into the landscape, and lo and behold, we get a you know legendary bounty hunter. Boba Fett yep. shows back. Well, it's well. See, let's talk about his entrance though, and let's talk about Slave One for a second. Slave One, his ship is as famous as an X-wing or a Star Destroyer or a Tie it Fighter. Is a pretty big deal. Yep. Well, it is. I in, when, I watched, when I first watched the episode, I was like, "Damn, it's like Boba Fett ship." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, it, "No, no, it's just there, there has to be more that look like that, right?" Yeah, this isn't. No, well, no, I mean that, but that no, one's pretty there. iconic though. That's yeah, Slave no, One. That's yeah. pretty iconic. I mean, there's lots of X-wings, though. But you know, they don't make just one model. No, see, they did that on purpose. They wanted all the all the guys and girls, but like all the people watching this that are Star Wars fans, with their significant other that isn't a Star Wars fan, and for like you know that wit that like that kind of absent-minded chatter you have with someone while you're into something and they're not, and then all of a sudden that ship pull up and that person goes, "Whoa, hey, baby, baby, sh- sh- shut up." Shut yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, happens. Chris, I, I think you're exactly right. I think I this is. I mean. You're exactly right about that. That's what they wanted, and I, I think that's a that's a well deserved response. I think from the audience too. Um, and I, I will be. I think I'm going to go as far to say I actually prefer, and it was the same actor too. Yes. And from the prequels, which is even yes. impressive, when the same guy. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong about that. I didn't look look that up unfortunately, yeah, but I think guy. I'm right about that. He's the guy that played um, Django. Then because um, there's that clone. Yeah. I thought it was so. I actually thought. So how they reintroduced Boba Fett, and look, Boba Fett is a badass. And I mean, that's part of the mystique behind Boba Fett in the original trilogy is you don't know anything about him. He has no allegiance. He's just helping the Empire to get money for once. He's not Yeah, he doesn't and like you didn't know much about it. You didn't know where his where his suit came from, his rocket launcher, and you know you never you never know any of that. That's what makes him so awesome. Getting paid to kill people for money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. So and then he enters, you know, in the mist and, you know, then they have like a little stare down him and Mando 
And then of course we get the assassin to come back. And then, so like, this is an episode, I think it's like, this is the first, this is the first Mandalorian episode for me of like, this is Star Wars. This is what Mandalorian should have been the whole way through is just reference after reference after reference after reference. Well, see, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. Cause listen, this was a big deal. I don't think I never heard it. had heard anything about the Boba Fett stuff coming. And normally people let that slip out. Which I'm actually glad for the first time I watched the Mandalorian episode on the day it came out. There you go. Thank yeah. goodness for me. Um, cause normally I wait, you know, at least a day or two, but it was kind of nice seeing it and being like, wow, that was actually really cool. And I was happy with how they did it. But during, um, the run and gun fight scene, cause we got an extended, you know, shooting barrage from the, the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. I love when she jumps off the rock, does the 360 no scope, right? To that guy's <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've seen that call yep. of duty many times, Yep. but, and halo. Oh yeah. Like that's where that stuff came from. Yep. But it was really nice to see that like come through and it's it's a good run of the story like the story works they didn't just shoehorn here's another big famous person because technically it could have looked bad as you have a big reveal like we actually have a real jedi on this show with ahsoka tano and then the very next episode we get boba fett like you don't have to do things like that Mm -hmm. the show has legs in itself so it doesn't need to be like hey Reference, reference, reference. Yeah. It can build its own thing. The show is smaller scale and it works. Yes. So they don't have to do this kind of big scale stuff. But you can well, what I, what I mean by that is it just, it seems to be just like so many episodes just exist as some like filler. And I'm just like, I'm, I would rather they all be like, I know they can't all be bombshells like this, but to me, that's like the heart of the show is the legacy of Star Wars. Did you see who directed this episode? Robert no, Rodriguez. Who, who, oh, Okay. <laughs> So that actually makes a lot of sense. One thing to be you honest. always got to pay attention to yeah. who directs what episode because yeah, one, that actually makes sense. Super famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I'm just like, dang, that's awesome. Um, so this is a pretty big episode. Grogu, uh, we start to see some of his powers and his ability to commune with whatever temple he was sitting at. Uh, it's really an interesting time to be a Star Wars fan. Three. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was ascending. Yeah. Um, I loved, I didn't think I was going to like, when I first saw it was Boba Fett, I was like, God, can't anyone in any big franchise just stay dead? No. But uh, I was actually, by the end of the episode, like, okay, he's awesome. We need to keep him in this franchise. Dude, how about the rocket shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Up, he's like, I was aiming for the other one, and it, it <laughs> crashed into the other shit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, I mean, see, that's what, like, Boba Fett was so cool back in the day, is he was so powerful and so mysterious, and now, like, it just it comes full circle to a lot of fanboys that were maybe even younger back then who like loved it. Like I feel like this episode is like pure fan service. You know, they're like, no, 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 let's give the fans a, a really great episode. Cool. So I think that's what they thought of. So I want to talk about some part of this that I didn't like. Okay. Okay. I didn't like the dark troopers, the robots that come down and took Grogu. Yeah. That they just come no. down, took him, and left. Like that's Iron Man. Like I want so much more than that. Like <laughs> obviously we're not done with them. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh dang, they're gonna whip all their asses, and then you know the big robots are gonna come. We're gonna have a real fight. Yeah. No, they just leave. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I think they ran out of episodes. Boo. Right? Yeah, they were. You know, you know what those reminded me of is all those suits from Iron Man Three. The Iron Man what the the Iron Army, whatever yeah. it's called. Um. Well, um, that's those reminded me of the shorter episodes too. Mm-hmm. Like. Man, give me ten more minutes of this. Ten more minutes of this episode here. Well, I I would have loved to have seen Boba Fett fight with Mando, like hand, like even like back to back, like that would have been awesome. Like I mean, I'm 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 geeking out right now at the thought of that. 
like that would have been super cool too. Like awesome assassins. See, and and the, the there's even the assassin that they had would have been. You know, she can jump and do a no scope. Awesome. I love those sweet knee rockets. <laughs> Never underestimate those. No, no, no. When, and okay, so let me tell you what I think. Under like, just it makes me so angry again is the fact that the empire is back. How do you let this happen again? Oh my goodness! But this takes. This is sometime after six and before seven, right? Isn't that when the time frame is for Mandalorian? I could no, be wrong about that. After everything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's okay. Well, but so I just. Why do they keep going back to the Empire or the First Order, which was the Empire? Why do they keep doing that? Why? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just thinking of like, it just makes me all the missed opportunity with like episode seven, eight, nine. It's like just complete missed opportunity with all that stuff. Well, because I mean, um, why do they always go back to the Empire and why do they always go back to Jedi? Because it's Star Wars and that's what they do. Yeah. Well, but like, how awful is the Republic? How terrible can they? They don't know anything. They never see anything forming. It's what? <laughs> They're overstretched. Yeah. Can't properly govern. Hmm. <laughs> it's weird. Don't be don't 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 be an apologist. Don't be one of those guys. Come on, I don't listen. Uh, you know, <laughs> listen. You give me the Empire all day, every day. Empire had some good ideas. <laughs> well, mm. no. it was also nice to see the stormtroopers in action again. Um, well, if you're, did you, know, guys, you guys notice this? These stormtroopers can actually shoot. I was gonna say they're, they're not actual stormtroopers. Just these ones can aim. Well, listen, they had the retra- like they had the up <laughs> they, their training. They went through all the tape and went, yeah. "All right, guys, we uh, we need damn, to talk." We look bad here. <laughs> no, they're doing like the mission briefing. They're like, "Dude, what happened?" He's like, "You missed 146 shots." <laughs> well, yeah, that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my, my my bad. I didn't have my breakfast this He's morning. Like, but Lopez missed 145. Don't say nothing to him. But he hit one of his shots. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm very excited. These next two episodes, I'm sure, will be just as big as episode episode six that we just had. Okay, I'm so sure they'll be. Here's what big. I'm worried about because well, we're getting what eight episodes probably. Yeah, Is that what I think. Yeah. So we've had a lot of really good things happen so far. What mm-hmm. if seven and eight are not good? Oh, that would be such a crappy way for this thing to go right? out, right? Like you I have this, mean? I just have a terrible feeling that we're just going to spin our wheels the next couple episodes, only because they've been so good. Like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones Season 8? We don't talk about that, Chris. The whole season's already been better than that. So even if if Mandalorian ended today, like no more episodes ever, it's already better than that last season. To be honest, you know, our our little baby Yoda getting taken away would be a good way to end that that, that season, wouldn't it? Like, this almost feels like this should have been the end of the season. This was the last episode where Boba Fett comes back, and now they're on a new mission for... uh, Yeah, I mean, I get that. That would have been a strong ending. I can see that. It'd make you ready for season three. Always, and then it'd be like <laughs> next year because that's yeah. that's what happened. Because I remember right after we finished watching Mandalorian last year, everybody's like, "When's it coming out?" And they're like, "Next year." <laughs> you know. How do you think? Um, do you think um, Boba Fett is gonna uphold? Like he's gonna die getting Grogu back? Like like he says, that's that's his thing. Is like I'm gonna uphold my word. You gave yeah. me my armor. I'm gonna give you. I don't think anybody's gonna die, but here's the thing: they do, they do. Is what it is. Yeah, he just he might just be one of those rotating like, hey, you're you want to come back to Star Wars for a few episodes? Hell yeah! You gotta get well, that, we look, gotta get that con money going again. <laughs> yeah. Well, we look forward. We certainly look forward to that one. Let's get into. Actually, I think Crude is the movie of the week. So let's talk about Hillbilly Elegy first. Hillbilly, say it correctly. <laughs> Hillbilly, sure. Directed by Ron Howard, 
Um, J.D. Vance, the, the the real life J.D. Vance has one of the writing credits on on, on this one. Well, this is based Amy, off a book that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. of his life. All right, Amy Adams, Glenn Close, Gabriel Basso, Hen, uh, sorry, Haley Bennett, Frida Pinto. Um, she, this has a pretty decent cast. Uh, that is pretty good as a cast. I've I've always thought. When these, did these Glenn guys. Close become a witch? <laughs> Look, I mean, dude, she, she has a pretty powerful like performance. I do. I they made want... they made her look just I, like this. When woman. they're showing those pictures at the end, which is one of the things, whenever there's a true story, every every true story should end like this. Yes, just the same. It always. I mean that seriously. She looks exactly like her. I thought that like, they transpose her into the spots because it looks it's the same person. So good. Yeah. Well, look, she gives a chillingly great performance in this movie. Well, let me ask you guys this. All right. I know we're not like you know in through the particulars yet, but how like do you? I know I do, but do you guys know this woman? Like somewhere in your in in like, do you know this woman? All right, real talk for a minute. Because I know this I will woman. Talk, I will talk about personal life. All me. right. And I don't do that a whole lot okay. here. This woman, I know this person. She died three years ago because she didn't get sober. But yes, okay. I saw this entire scenario almost exactly the same way it plays out. Used to be a nurse, becomes a junkie, goes to 12 rehabs. My end of it, she didn't make it out. Like, <laughs> circle, vicious cycle, gets everybody always. Gotcha. So, but yes, I've absolutely seen that part of the story play yep. out many, many times. I, I know Glenn Close's character. Oh, you know 100%. her too? Yeah, like, like I know this woman. I, I, I grew up with Ma- her. Mamaw? Yeah, I grew up with Mamaw. Like, Mamaw. On fire. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you it was going to happen. I told you. Literally, uh, literally so, and figuratively. So, okay, so let's talk about they sent her. I'm, there are many different avenues I think you could have taken to tell the story, even with his book, but they chose to start it with, you know, narration. He's telling a story looking back, and we kind of get his narration. And I kind of really dig how he introduces you to, you know, where was it? Kentucky? Yeah. Start to yeah, Kentucky, he, yep. He introduces you to like the, you know, kind of the smaller, less city people, more hill people that live in the, you know, hill, like, what am I trying to say? What What's the word I'm trying to use? Hillbillies, bro. Okay, fine. Hillbillies. Hillbilly yeah. elegy. Yeah. Um, kind of those people where they grew up, you're kind of away from the major cities, kind of in, in the, the, the hills. He does a good job of bringing you, I think, back to that. The music is really good. Go back to your shanties. <laughs> um. Yeah, and he does a really good job of doing that, I thought. And then he is a Yale law student um, that has to come back home to deal with old family drama. And of course, we through his eyes see generations of his family and what happened with who. And it's it's kind of a tragic story. Not kind um, of. <laughs> it, it is. It didn't really get. I mean, I didn't really see any upside until almost the very end of this movie. And I was thinking, damn, this is a dark story. Jeez. Well, I'll be but, honest. I'll be honest, and I'm going to spoil it. You think mom was going to die? I definitely thought she would have been dead by the end. Yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, because yeah, you know. Now I'll get. I'll circle back to it. But you know, when you they do the um, they did the the recap at the end when they're showing the pictures and you read the story. Yeah. Did you see where she? It said that she'd been sober for six years. So that means another four years it took her to finally get yeah. clean. Mm-hmm. Man, God damn. Yep. So. I mean, well, I mean that's but that, I mean, yeah. Awesome. I mean, relapse is part of recovery. Yes, you know they, they say that and they mean it. So it's 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 a now, thing. 
So let's talk about his family for one second. Amy Adams is the mother, Bev. Glenn Close is Mamaw. Gabriel Basso is J.D. Vance. Uh, ha- sorry, Basso. Haley Bennett is his sister. I love the connection he has with his sister, the whole sibling, you know, like, we got to stick to each other through thick and thin. How are we going to help mom? I actually thought that was one of the relationships. Well, I didn't think. That was one of the relationships I actually was kind of pulled to the most. I mean, given my own family things, I'm very, I'm so much closer with my siblings than I am my my parents. Well, so that makes sense. That happens to a lot of people. That's though. a real thing because yeah. uh, it's especially with working families, your parents don't raise you; your siblings do. You grow you grow up together. You know, you, you learn Accurate. from each other. I mean, yep. that's that's how you become the people that you become. It's not so much your for parents. good or bad. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the it's, way that it works. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not so much your parental guidance. It, it's very much usually your siblings because that's who you spend the most time with. If they're bad, chances are <laughs> you're bad. Yeah, yeah. And like, and in in, in 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 households like this, you know that this is based off of. A lot of times, you see either siblings are are very opposites and they don't get along, and it's almost like they once they once they move away, they don't have relationships anymore because they just they they never were the same you know, on the same team or they're very close like this. So it's, this is not an uncommon thing in this kind of, in this kind of family dynamic. what do you guys really like about this movie? what do you guys hate about this movie? Well, let's talk about the size of young JD's head. <laughs> Cause listen, this dude is rolling with a cinder block right? of a head. Like that, guy <laughs> is so like that guy who punched him in the head, in the head should have broke his yeah, hand. Right. Yeah. Like you understand this. Oh yeah. I, know. Yeah, I get right? it. <laughs> it's so big like ooh, glad spongebob wasn't around right nice. the, okay the, the things you think about roger i don't know what goes through your head sometimes the day when he's sitting in the back of the car and he's just sulking after his mom beat the shit out of him like i just look at him going look at the size of his melon like why did you know he's so yeah oh my god you'd have died <laughs> we would have had a murder yes i mean that that's so listen, there's nothing really funny in this movie, honestly. This is a real hard look. Mamaw's on, funny at times. She, well, says, yeah. she says some funny shit. About when she's yelling about having friends. Yeah. And you won't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Mamaw rules. Yep. Yeah. Um, but like they're they're showing all these, you know, like this real lifestyle, what happens in, you know, rural Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, you know, Indiana, Illinois. Like this stuff happens every day. It really is just a look at a family that one is in shambles, mm-hmm. and two, someone's fighting with a drug addiction, so the people who aren't completely messed up become messed up because of it. Mm-hmm. So, this is as accurate of a picture of some of that as I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I had to look across the people I was walking with, going, "You know who this is, right?" <laughs> and the answer is, "Yes, of yep. course. Yep. Yes, of course, I do." So. But Amy Adams is great oh, in this because she's great in everything. Yep. God, does she look awful yeah. in this movie, right? She's incredibly attractive. Look. Oh yeah, that's the thing is Roger. We always talk. <laughs> yeah, we always talk about kudos for them making a very yeah, how, attractive how did you, woman. How did you do this? How did you wreck? <laughs> yeah, right. We always talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we we never miss an opportunity oh, to talk about that. So you know, makeup. Yeah, right. <laughs> do real um, work. But this, I, I mean, do you guys remember the movie? Now, Roger, I don't know if you remember, but The Glass Castle with, um, with I forget it, um, Woody Harrelson. I would have called it The Glassle. 
always. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, fine. But you, okay. You might not have been, you might not remember that, but that was a good, that was all a very similar one, but I mean, it wasn't drugs. It was just complete alcoholism. Same and point, was, though. Yeah. Downward, same, almost the same story. Until it yeah, yeah. or you get out of it. That's it. There's um, no middle ground. Now this definitely to me, it definitely had the Ron Howard touch and maybe not, maybe more or less, you know, we talk about these different directors that make these movies and Ron Howard is not, you know, I would say 99 out of every hundred directors are just directors for hire. Ron Howard is a filmmaker. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, I would call, I would call, um, Chris Nolan, a filmmaker, Steven Spielberg, a filmmaker, you know, there's a, there's, there's a very few people on a very short list, but everyone else to me, I would call Michael Bay a director for hire. I wouldn't call him a filmmaker, (laughs) but I mean, and, and coming from me, that means something. I know. Because like I'm one of his biggest supporters as like yes. But I mean, point is there's there's you can tell that there was love and care given to this by someone who's who isn't just a director for hire, but someone who really put time and love and in, 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 into this. Well, you I know, mean, crafting I, it. Well, I think this is a there's a powerful story here. And it's a good story. You take and you said it earlier where you mentioned that, you know, that that this is like this is a this is a tragedy. Like this is tragic, but I don't know. I don't really agree with that. This is a good story of of how someone who is in a cycle of a family repeating poor choices and and being stuck in a hard place, you know, really making putting in the work himself to pull him out of that, and that's a hard thing to do. And it's a great, it's a good story. It feels good, and you know, the movie pulls you along that journey with him all the way through, and you, I don't know, you're on for that ride. And it, it's a it's a uplifting movie to watch in that sense. I think so. I mean, it's it's just I, I don't know if it's an uplifting movie to watch, but by the end, you're happy where the way I was happy where the way things end, end, ended up, which makes it up. I, but like I, I wasn't I up until the last few minutes. I I, I don't think I, I didn't think I was gonna be because yeah. there are a lot of movies that it end just as just as sad and I wouldn't have been poor as they were if during the recap if you see mom. No, true. Was gone. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean that seriously. Yeah. Like, it, you'd have been like, well, okay. So I, I have some issues with this movie, and I, I want to talk to a couple of them for one, you know, past the you know, point of getting home. Um, I have an issue with him getting flustered at this big old luncheon thing or dinner or whatever, this, you know, dog and pony show yeah. meet and greet is going on here. Why is this dude embarrassed? You know what I mean? I mean, those are his people. I mean, those are where that's where he grew up. I mean, it's... no, no. Okay, I, I get why he gets frustrated with the guy that you know makes the redneck comment. I yes. understand that. This dude is not out of his element, though, right? Like this guy went to the Marines right out of high school, went through correct, went yeah. multiple tours of duty, went back to college, got a collegiate degree, is in Yale Law. Yeah, like you don't get to talk shit to this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like well... this is not how things would work. Like I, I feel like they made this guy like kind of like a pussy, and I mean that, and maybe that's the wrong kind of word. You maybe, pussy. To make it feel like he's out of his element. Use the right fork. Just, just to add, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't. I don't think I would care. Yeah. If I picked up the wrong fork, man, it is what it is. I'd laugh and I'd move along. I think I think a lot of it is nerves and being so far away from where you started might be, and like because it, it's it's a big moment for him, right? It, it is true. And, but here's the thing. It's not his first day in Yale. True, he's yeah. been here for a while. Yeah. Well, here, here's also something I think. A rich friend to figure this shit out with. I know what's told him <laughs> how this goes. Here's the, here's what I think would have happened too is um for as as fiercely come as as a fiercely competition is to to get that spot that he was trying to get. I think that the guy he was Rosenberg is that his name Rosenberg? Yeah. 
he would have he would have done his homework too and seen that this guy is no joke. He's been through the ringer. He was in the well, Marines. I mean, I think you know, that's why he still ends up with an interview, right? Yeah. Legitimately, because one, he definitely talks shit to the guy who's like, we don't call, we don't use that term. Yeah. And made it all awkward for everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yep. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> well, my, th- I think it's, I think it's more weird. To me, it's, it's, it's more out of water that he actually, that his character, knowing how important it is that he do, he do very, very well in this interview, in this dinner, he wouldn't have said, I don't think he would have said anything. Uh, you know, though, mm. I, I kind of feel like this, that's probably the most accurate part of that scene. That, yeah, I think so. The guy starts talking shit on like where he's from. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not having this. So, and I, I get that. I really do get that. I th- I, yeah, I, I also disagree with you, Grayson, because of they, they went out of their way to open this movie up, showing you how, how tight-knit people are where he comes from. Yes. You know? You know, men that aren't his father, obviously, show up and, and – Get this guy, get this kid out of hot water instantly, and they're on his side. You guy know? punched a child. Respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like it's, they 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 throw they put it right to you that you know that it's all about where you come from and to have pride in that and to never be ashamed of you know. Well, what's it? What's it? What's the the thing he says in the end? It's it, it, where you come from is, is 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 who you are, but your experiences shape who you become. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a very powerful. I mean, that in itself is a thesis statement of this whole movie. Sure. Is is right there, and like that. I mean, that's a nice recap. Um, I, but I'm not. You know what? Now I think about it. What you just said. I think you're probably right, but only because, only because it's in a, it's in a movie, and it's this guy. Do I think? I think 99 out of out of 100 people in his situation wouldn't have said anything. Not a damn thing. Well, yeah, but then it wouldn't be a movie. True. I mean, that's well. That's but there's the the dual side of the coin is oh, yeah. you know so. But what what else did you not like, Rod? You, you said there was a few things you didn't well, like. So I mean. Uh, let's talk about something that I did like from it. I do like Grandma like taking ownership of him, basically, like ripping him away from from the mother. From the mom. No, no, no. It, it it's it's more than that. First of all, she wakes up in the hospital, rips out her IVs, oh. carries her back. <laughs> he just walks out. Yeah, yeah. And then and then goes and steals her daughter's son, mm-hmm. who doesn't put up much of a fight. And then, like that's like the real hair, like the real hero of this story is Mamaw. Well, hundred percent. I mean, the unsung hero of this is a sweet ass Korean dude she's living with. That's right. got a kegerator and the weed farm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about this guy because this dude Where's, is yeah. awesome. Where's his story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and 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 his 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 terrible son who's just a terrible influence. Well, I did like the grandma just shit talks all of his friends too. Because I, I know adults, older adult people, like when I was growing up, that would absolutely have that same conversation mm-hmm. with a bunch of scumbag kids if they were hanging out nearby. What's the weird stepbrother's name? Do we know it? No, I don't Okay, know so, that. okay, well, imagine this. Meemaw comes in, starts yelling, you know, a whole bunch, whole bunch of trash, you know, you and your, you, your new stepbrother's there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Meemaw goes, goes, you're coming with me. And mom says no, and the, and he goes, yeah, I want to go right, right, right in front of your new brother. Like, yeah. like, oh, dude, yeah, you suck. Like, bro, we had PlayStation <laughs> and weed. <laughs> did, did, did this mean? Did this mean nothing to you, man? Like, <laughs> so I mean, I do think it's funny though. Like, she comes against him, and then the scumbag friends end up at her house. Well, now, as, as as a kid his age, no, you know, I, that, I, I you know that. that's happening. I know, I get it. Yeah, I get it hundred percent. But still, I just thought it was kind discount, of fun. Discount Weasley brothers show up, you know. and you Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Oh that's for God, sure. That this hair. I went, Jesus, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, let's let, let's move into things you liked. 
Well, that was. I, mean, like I mean, I definitely did. Well, I mean, I liked it when Grandma's giving them like the come to Jesus moment. Oh, yeah. You know, she's like, "What about my friends?" He's just like, "I don't care about your friends. You won't have any. <laughs> well, I need somebody to talk to. You can talk to me or not." And, like that's what she <laughs> says to him. Like, yes, Grandma. Yep. Yes. Oh, uh, well, so like something that I didn't like, the boy's acting was a little stiff in uh, in, in some points. It's like his neck from his giant. Right. Head. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some. Hey, 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 hey. You mean you mean young JD Vance? <laughs> Fine, but, no, but and seriously though, like there were points that his act it was it was a little stiff and it pull it pulls me out for a moment. That that kind of stuff bothers me. It happens a lot with younger actors though, and I get that. But like when, when she's yelling at him in the car and having that come to Jesus moment when he throws the throws the calculator at the window and like she stops and makes him get out and go pick it well, up. Well, like he start he starts pouting like and it's almost like he's like he's he's channeling a 6 or 7 year old. I don't know if that's intended or if that's just the way it comes off as, but the as this movie as I watch it, these are the only really problems I have with it though. So, I think it says a lot to, about the movie where it's like it's almost like I have to nitpick to find things that I dislike. Sure. So, that's about it though. Everything else I do like the way that they told the story and where it went to. Yeah, I, mean, I I would agree with that. I think it's, oh, 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 but I like that. No, no, it's <laughs> it's fine that it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now it's it's not. I mean, people are. I've 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 heard good things and I've heard really bad things about this, and and I can't understand well, where some of the hate talk is about coming for this. For this movie, for oh, a minute, yeah. all right. So, um, I didn't know anything about the reviews because I try really to not look at reviews mm-hmm. before we watch a movie. Okay. Now I watched this earlier in the week. I'm talking like Monday or Tuesday okay. of last week. So I, I've kind of had it under my belt for a little bit, but I didn't still didn't look at the reviews until you guys had mentioned something mm-hmm. about it. These reviews are all over the place, yep. from like critical masterpiece to absolute dumpster fire to you know political anti-Trump stuff. And like, I don't understand one why would you make a movie review like that, but <laughs> two. Why is this so divisive? It's I, it's just I think I think it's just the content and the setting. I mean, it's depressing as shit. It right? is. We get it. But here's the thing: another really good movie that I watched that was depressing as shit is called A Star Is Born. That movie is utterly depressing, <laughs> and it ends depressing. Yeah. Well, you want you want to talk about a movie that got robbed? That there is a movie that got completely <laughs> oh, robbed. Right. Probably right. Yeah. I, I won't argue with that. <laughs> so. But yeah, that so I just want to talk about so the nobody tore this movie like, it's not all over the place. So so the 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 Rotten Tomatoes the, the tomato meter is twenty five percent, but the audience score is eighty four percent. That's a huge that divide. That's a gigantic difference. That's usually I mean that usually points that it's actually a good movie, right? You know what I mean. But pe- pe- people also love to hate Sometimes. Netflix. Everyone. Everyone loves to hate. You know, always the the, the biggest thing in whatever you're doing. You know, everyone loves to hate on the biggest streaming thing. I don't know. To me, it feels like that that the movie that I watched, the feeling that I got, the acting, the you know, the quality of the, of the movie, the story, this feels like the that those scores should have been reversed. Like it should have been a higher critically acclaimed but a lower audience score. Audience score? Like, yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, people that check out of it or whatever, yeah. it's just not what they want. At least, it least, be. at least then I would understand it. Yeah, but the fact that it's the other way around, it's like, ooh, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, so we've talked about it a good bit. So let's, I, I mean, I have an idea where we're all going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't see why people, listen, this movie hits home to a lot of people. Yeah, so it does. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll rate it first, right? Because listen, I don't think it's some sort of masterpiece, but it's not bad by mm-hmm. any means, right? It is depressing. It is hard to watch at times. Like, man, when she's shooting up in that bathroom when he's gone for like oh, seven minutes, yeah. 
God damn. I mean, listen, we all, I saw it coming. When we she, all saw it coming, right? When she went digging through her shit. When she, when, when she set, tell, looks at him and yells at him and says, says I hate you. Oh, yeah. Tough, tough moment. Yeah, right. Definitely. But I mean, I think this movie's like a seven. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe seven five, but I'm going to go seven just because, listen, it's depressing. There will be plenty of people that will understand what this movie is, and they'll say it's pretty decent, and they'll be like, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's fine. I get it. It's hard to watch. It's real life for a lot of people. And definitely, definitely seeing this this exact scenario play out. Yeah. So without the happy ending. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. So I'll go I'll go next. Um I'm in I'm in the same camp as you. Um I'll I'll say something because we just need a chance to mention it when we're talking about it. I don't like the ending of this movie. Not that I don't like the ending. The ending there's no other way for this movie to end, but it ended really flat. This whole movie and like the whole ride we're on, and then it just kind of like just kind of goes. But you know what though? I think I think well, one obviously the true story, so that's how it did end. Yes, but I think if that's more fitting of an ending than anything you'll have mm-hmm. because it ends flat. It's just because life. things weren't good and things weren't bad. Yeah, things were things, and and, and that's that's life. Life goes on. That's too. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it's the continuation. Everything's not all happy. Everything's <clears> not all sad. What's a normal day? It's normal. Yeah, that's I it. Get you. So, like, I'm, I'm giving it a flat seven, just right, right on the nose. I feel like this is a good movie. It's, it's recommendable. It's watchable. But like you said, it, it is depressing. It does hit home. You know, it's a tough story to watch for some people. But if someone came to me and wanted a movie down this avenue, I can easily say watch this. Movie. Well, so hold on, I, you know, I don't, I'd like to go here in a second, Grace. I don't know if I would do that because I'd have to premise this. I'd be like, "Are you okay with these couple of things?" Oh yeah. Because I'm going to run into people who are like, "Yeah, no, because." <laughs> This is not a fun movie. Mm. It is not a fun movie. So, well, as I said, if someone if someone is looking for something like this, it's recommendable in that that in within its own sphere. Go ahead, Grayson. I was going to give a straight seven. Mm. Um, I, 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 for me, uh, I think this is the very definition of a seven. It, it's, it's well directed. It's a very competently made movie. Um, and there's tons of emotion for those of us like me who are looking for it. But there's also those of you who like look for those deep really grinding story moments it's it's most of it is there uh and it's what puts it i think a little bit above a six five for me is glenn close yeah of some some of those conversations she has with her grandson is she's she's so good her and amy adams are just always just phenomenal and anything that they're in they just steal the show especially when they're in the same room together and they're talking about the fact that um the mother amy adams can't hold down a job and they get into that, that little shouting match that's awesome you, you know, I mean, for for us, the audience, that's awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a nomination for Glenn Close, I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. As a matter of fact, this is a movie that... Now, I, I understand I say this, Roger, and you say, no, no, no. But this is a movie that, as far as Netflix is concerned, they want to win. They want to be nominated for stuff Something, for this yeah, movie. Yeah, sure. This, this could be bait. That's mm-hmm. fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight you on that. <laughs> but, I mean, any, I mean, if it's going to... A seven, I, th- I, I think, is where this movie lives. And my seven before was Joker. So I think to me this is on par with Joker, but that's but, but that's just me. I, I know people are gonna really, are really gonna have a problem with what I just said, but that's just me. I think you're one of them, aren't you, Roger? God damn it! <laughs> yep. I, I I just hear him. I, I Roger. I we're, actually, we're the deep sigh was actually Chris. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he just oh. realized what I was thinking. So whatever. Yeah, you're good. I mean, again, it is what it is. But I mean, you gave it a seven five, and you gave Joker an eight. That's not that much of a difference. Yeah, I said it's a seven, maybe a seven. No, it's not. It's so not. Seven. It's not what you gave. It's not the low score you gave Joker. That's okay. Fair it's, enough. It's, fair it's enough. the other movies that are that are 
worse than it that you scored higher than. That's I have my issue. reasons for all of them. I have my reasons. I have my reasons. All right. Let's move into – you know what, Chris? I'm going to do – I'm going to let you take the take the lead on this one. But I don't like doing this part. This is All right, fine. The Croods, A New Age, came out. It came out Thanksgiving week, directed by Joel Crawford. Has a really stunningly wonderful cast. It does have a uh, strong cast. I love Dave. Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Catherine Keener. Uh, what's that noise? Uh, my chair squeaked. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Clark Duke, Leslie Mann, Peter Dinklage. How did, how awesome! I want to be the first one to say this. How do you think? How do you think Peter Dinklage feels playing a really tall guy? Hey oh, um, wow, wow, that was ter- <laughs> terribly insensitive for you to make fun of. Yeah, he plays a cat. giant dwarf in Infinity War, right? Keyword. That's true. Huge dwarf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kelly Marie Tran as Dawn Betterman. Let's get into it, Chris. What did did, did this movie live live up to your expectations? I, me and Roger talked a little bit. Uh, about this before we started today and uh it it does live up my expectations it almost didn't but it does this this movie to me pulls it out in the end and we'll talk about it but yes i, I was, was happy with this movie when i left the movie theater i was more interested in how chris was going to review this than how i was because he does hold the first movie in such high regard i do um i will premise this by saying i never watched the first prudes movie you i probably you bastard. i probably never will <laughs> um Turns well, it's out, streaming on Netflix. It's fine. Turns out I don't need to to you get don't. the entire concept <laughs> of the story. So, well, I mean, which is fine because there's going to be a lot of people who had. Because listen, I didn't realize it's been seven years mm-hmm. since the first group. That's a, that's forever. Yeah. And you know, animated. Okay. It's got a really terrible miniseries also on Netflix that is not good. It's not good. <laughs> no. no. Still the same voice cast. No. I say no way. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know. I think maybe somebody stuck around. No. But, yeah. Fulfilling contracts, you know. But, I mean, I, I, I think this movie's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't take my kid because, you know, I wouldn't have went to the movies if I didn't have to. So. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's that. Yeah, so well, like, something that me and Grace, the main Grace, I mean, Roger also talked about was, like, he mentioned that he didn't see the first one. To be honest, I think this movie works better. If you haven't seen the first one, at least for me, because a lot of my, a lot of my anxieties and my my almost negative experience came from the fact that I saw the first one before this. So just walking into this one blind and and seeing it without having any context for the, like the first movie actually helps this movie. I think so. If you have well, they they do a pretty good job in catching you up in the first few minutes. You're pretty be, much caught up. Yeah, but so what I'm getting at is being being caught up isn't isn't the issue here. It's the fact that the first one has such a different pacing, and it's because they throw a lot at you in the first one. They they build the world real quick. And then they destroy it in a fun way. And like, there's always something happening in the first movie. And it's a really fun ride in that sense. It's a fast ride. This movie isn't like that. And it, it definitely, it takes a little bit of that, of that magic from the first one away in this one. But, I think you're, I, I think this movie is the very definition of what you just said. It isn't this movie. Just go, 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 go pretty after they start, after they get past the wall, this movie is just a, it's just an eighties rock video. 80s rock video. I mean, there is some big hair. I mean, the, hey, the Thunder Sisters. I mean, it's act, you know, you know, Act 2.5 and three are fast, and that's what saves this movie. But like, you know, I don't know. You're going from the first movie. Did you did you see the first movie, Grayson? I, I watched it like four like four nights ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. So so you go from the first movie with where all this stuff happens, and they build this big world that you're discovering with with this family to the second, and like all this zany stuff, all the creatures you're going to see, all the landscapes are going to be different. And then you go to the second movie, and you're literally just living 
in a bamboo style version of, of our world today. And you're there for a long time. You get to watch toilets work. You get to watch them be fascinated with toilets and showers and silverware and Soft mirrors. You, yeah. Like, like, like you get to watch them discover this stuff and you, and it's like, it's nothing new. It's not a fun ride. It's kind of, it, there's some chuckles in there and it's, and it's fun to watch them go through it, but it's not the same. Like, and you're in this setting for a long time in the, in behind their walls. Then the movie opens back up once some stuff happens and you go down and like, you know, 2.5 and act three start. But I, I argue that this movie is a little slow feeling because there's nothing exciting and new that you're getting to see. You get to see things that are rehatched from our day and age into this movie that they get to discover. And it's not the same thing. Well, Robert, so you did not watch the first one. I want to know, what was your experience like going – I mean, what was your crude's A New Age experience? Well, did you did you were you delightfully surprised at what you thought you, you were going to get? You want to me as a dad or me as a movie critic? Well, you as, a, you as someone who has a movie podcast who's okay, also so, a father. Well, listen, I didn't take my kid to this, which actually probably hurts this movie, you know, because maybe my kid would have liked it so I would have had a softer touch for it. I'll be honest, man. I'm not – I wasn't a big fan of this. Um, I get, listen, I laughed a few times. It's fine. It's, it's a me, it's a, you know, somewhere in the middle of DreamWorks movie for me now, which is, I mean, this is why I mentioned to Chris, especially beforehand, I was more anxious to see how he felt about this because of his attachment to it. You know, his kids, his kid loved it. So, yeah, she did. which I mean, that's important, right? Yes. Cause listen, if I would, I would feel better about this movie if my kid is, oh, I, loved it. You know, <laughs> I definitely would feel better. Yeah. But you know, as a guy with a movie podcast, None of this matters to me, man. Listen, the, well, voice, the voice cast is really, really good. And I, like I said, I laugh. There's definitely some good things. But there are some points in this movie I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> no, that's that's the whole thing with the second one is I was just like, man, they're flying around on spider wolves and they're doing this weird <laughs> hair stuff. And what the hell is going on? I mean, well, like, like, we have we have monkeys that are like punch monkeys, punch monkeys mm-hmm. that, you know, real big deal. Which are, which are comebacks from the first movie. Are they, yes. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, we get a giant punch monkey that must, <laughs> must be defeated. Yep, that sort of stuff. I mean, I I get it. It's it's not a really hard story to follow by any means. And as an adult who has seen, I don't know, millions of movies at this point, you know, you see exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Actually, to the point where I'm surprised some other stuff didn't happen that I figured was just going to be thrown as part of the trope. Yeah, like like, like what? Like what? Give me an example. What didn't happen. I didn't. You know, what's what's the boy's name? Thunk. 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 Don. Obviously, shouldn't they be in love with each other? Yep. Right? <laughs> oh, you know, you mean you mean guy, guy and no, Dawn? no, I oh, don't. I mean, Thunk you mean brother and Dawn, oh, the, you know, yeah. the new best friend. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they be together? Yep. Right? Isn't that how these things work? <laughs> Thunk was too busy obsessed with television. TV rules, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was very clever. I mean, little things like things I I, I laughed at. I mean, like, and I I don't think you guys probably laughed at it, but when they refer to a tablet as a tablet. Well, no, I thought that was so funny. The, the, the humor there isn't lost on me. Don't worry. <laughs> well, no, no. But some one thing I had, like, even Chris, that I a huge negative I put against the first movie is, don't get me wrong, I hate Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I, I, I love every movie he's, he's in, but man. In this movie. But, like, like Grug is, like, the only he's, part, too, he's too Nicolas Cage. The only no, person I mean, that I don't. Maybe he's not enough Nicolas Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know about that. Like, I, so, like. I don't know. The only other person I can see voicing this character is Alec Baldwin, just because I want him to voice everything that is mm. dumb looking. But it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a fine job. I mean, I just he's he's a very he's got a very you know iconic voice, as you know exactly what you get with Nick Cage, and like he was just to me, it was just like he was 
phoning in his performance with the with some of the dialogue. But maybe I'm wrong. But it's really hard to tell. You know, it just yeah. something like this. But to, to me, he he this isn't Nick Cage on his A game. How'd you like it when he came out of the um the the man cave, quote unquote, and he was all he was all cleanly shaven, and you could see his neck rolls all of a sudden. It looked so weird to me. Like, yeah. I was like who who I mean, are you? So I did I did get your point about saying about the animation stuff because obviously, like I said, I never watched the first one. That's different. It is. Different. Yep. I don't. I haven't decided if I like it or yeah. not. But it's, it's definitely original. It so, is. It is. Which I mean, I respect originality, mm-hmm. especially in things where I'd like we could have done tropes here and we didn't. Yeah, I expect. You know, yep. I'm good with that. And this one is uh, this is DreamWorks, right? Yes. yes. The same, but like also, I realized Chris when I rewatched Crudes is now you see how you feel about the Crudes. Roger and I feel about How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, same studio, true. wonderful music, and I, I I noticed that in the um in the beginning of the first film and this one they kind of borrow some of that music and visuals, mm-hmm. which I can see they they did that. But like this is to me, un- unfortunately, any animated movie that DreamWorks ever does again, I'm going to immediately compare to. The, the 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 dragon trilogy i i mean i have to isn't that and tough though that's um, unfair yeah i was gonna say because like as, as a newly ad- as a newly adopter of how to train your dragon series that's far and away better than what this will ever be well you well, that's the thing, <laughs> right you know well that's my point though is... you know the multi oscar nominated series to <laughs> well it's like and i'm not trying to be mean there but they're not on the same. Level. I feel like this is like comparing episodes four, five, and six to one, two, and three. Like mm, you can't do that, right? Fair. Well, okay. Well, that's. I just want to know how you have a very strong attachment <laughs> to the crew. You shouldn't because some are good and some are bad. Yeah. Well, but you you have a very strong attachment to the crew, and I can see why you like it. I watched the first one again. I thought the first one was very sublimely clever. Yeah. More clever than this one was. Yes. This one to 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 me, this one was just like. Okay, they wanted to some someone had the idea of spider wolves and then they they fly in the wind and then they they go save someone and like you know it's just to me it's just like what the Why hell is going on here? Shit on the Thunder Sisters, goddammit. True. True. Thunder Sisters. Um the one thing I do want to make and I want to make a real point of this is you know obviously I said I wasn't a giant fan of this movie. I'll be honest, if we didn't have Dinklage's character here I think this movie would have been way worse. Too. You think so? Yeah, listen. His Wait, part, we don't have Dinklage's character or his I, voice? Well, both. I mean, okay. his how he like rolls things out. Like, I appreciate that. He's supposed to be a scumbag. Yeah. And listen, he does it really, really well. And it's funny. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's also very important. I, I did chuckle very hard at the when he when he sharpened the stick. And yes. then they and then sharpened the, mon- the sticks. No, and then he does the fire. Yeah. And they immediately take the fire and pass it along <laughs> to each other. And he's just like... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, the comment they made about him, about him, you know, man, they tie good knots. Like, you talked about a tie knot. Yeah. <laughs> like their knots were, when you say they were awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, their first knots were awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, one of the, I mean, but this movie doesn't, doesn't exist without kids. So as, as long as kids are enjoying it, then I think that supersedes, you know, uh, a studio like DreamWorks is a bill, I mean, want to put out a critically acclaimed movie as long as p- kids are enjoying it and they're encouraging repeat viewings from parents i don't think dreamworks cares as long as kids are loving it right i mean is that, is that fair to say that yeah. is 100 percent fair to say so yeah so because, yeah my big three problems with this movie are okay. pacing because it felt long it did feel long. and then and, and i think that's tied to the fact that the, my second thing is they spend way too much time inside the walls doing, you know doing stuff that doesn't matter yeah doing stuff that we that we've seen in our in our own daily lives and then the third thing is the punch monkeys. I think the punch monkeys was a was a pandit grasp grasp at, at literal slapstick com- comedy for kids. And even my yeah. five year old looked at me and went went Why are they hitting them so much? <laughs> like she was not into that part at all for comedy's sake. Yeah. 
And also, that's bad. I, 3.5. I don't want my kid to go home and punch my punch her two year old sister in the head, you know, because she's not in a movie either. So, and because she's trying to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> like, like those are the three things about this movie that I did not like at all. You know, for the rest of it, I'm on, I'm on the ride for. But yeah, like those are the big three oohs for me with this one that almost killed it for me. But then I don't know. The Thunder Sisters happen. You know, Wigamus is there. They're for you so hard. And you know, it was really good. I enjoyed that whole that whole end segment of this movie. It was well, 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 let's talk about the Croods versus the Bettermans. Now, there's obviously there there are statements there trying to be made, and I don't want to delve into that because everyone's going to come up with their own. But I mean, did you? We were spoon fed an awful lot. You know, like it's almost this is a, when she, this movie. Is a movie for kids. Well, yeah. but I don't know if like you okay. For example, when when Eve was figuring out when she had turned and like. I mean, she did everything but turn and look straight at the camera and say, you know, this is her cave. I was in a cave. You know, we're, me and Dawn are very – I mean, she did everything but just stare at the camera and tell you. You know, that's – I don't like spoon feeding in, you know, in a, a film like, you know, like a rated R is supposed to be a, an Academy-nominated thing or like a, a children's movie. I, I don't like spoon feeding. I think you can get clever in finding visual ways to show it just as easily than you can literally having a character tell you line for line what the guy wants you to know. I don't like that. I mean, it's just, maybe that's my personal problem. I don't think it is, but you know, in movies showing a visual without talking about it is usually the better way to go. Yeah. But I think when your audience is, is a younger audience, I think you want to make sure that they get that. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I don't like the fact that they, that they do that, but I can see why they might feel like panicked that they have to, you know, kind of thing. It's kind of like, but so, but so much of that was what you can, I mean, what I, I agree with you. This, this movie absolutely felt long. Yes, it did. Like, like it should have been over ten minutes before it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they they could have cut out some of the the drama inside the walls. We 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 get it. What? Two different families. <laughs> what? What? And they could have cut out the wasted time between inside. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Is the whole thing with 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 Guy and I actually thought that was going to be his parents. I really thought that was going to be his parents. Well, no, they established in the first movie that his parents were dead. So, I mean, I well, but you know, them back. But uh, it's one of those things where. And I, th- I think, I think the weird love angle is something. It gives also gives the other, you know, the Bettermans their motivations to, to cause the drama within the walls. So I see why they did it that way. Let me ask. I mean, you. I was surprised. Okay, go, go ahead, Roger. Sorry. The most important question is: Will there be a third Crude's movie? Uh, this is doing pretty. I think this is doing pretty well. So. How successful it's been, you know. Well, 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 part of it I mean, though, is because it took seven years to get the second one. So between – so the Crude's cartoon animated series is not that old. It's only like three years old, and there's two seasons of it. And Netflix, okay. net, net, Netflix made this one just like they made the Trolls animated series. I believe with that and then the second movie coming out and it doing well, I think we will. I think they'll find a way to make a third one happen. Okay. It, it, it might, might be like you know the, you know, the Crude's three Rise of Thunk, but, I mean, it's going to be something. I also think he's a wasted character. <laughs> he's funny. Well, he's, he's he's not a wasted character. He's just a character that doesn't do anything. Yeah, that it, was so, a wasted so character. Funk is much funnier in the first movie. Okay. Now listen, I love. Well, he's he's he's, he's much more thematically important in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As part of the, I I I, I did find endlessly entertaining when they're in the sleep pile. How they could just like. Pop like slide, in. like yeah. pop in pocket dimension. Yeah, like that was just so funny to me. And you know, Roger, obviously, you can guess. You can okay. Let me ask you something. If you had to guess, what do you think the story of the first one was? Who, what creature was stalking them in the first movie? Let me let me ask you that. 
Jones is like some sort of trick because it's a cat dog. The, yeah, the, the car. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Is like, yeah. They shift gears by pulling its hair. I like the way that I, I like her, like her, her attitude and, and the accent she takes on when, when they're like, when they're like first taking the, the motorcycle out. She's like, she's like, you want to get on my dad's cat? Like, <laughs> like she's too goddamn cool for these walls. Yeah. No, that was cool. I like that. And the beast um, just through her hand. Glowing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the like. You remember like a water balloon? When no, you no, shake it. No, I I got one better for you. When you're in the arcade, those old balloon balls with rubber bands oh, you yeah. could buy. That's what they use for that sound. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I know that's what they did because I heard it every time they shit it off something. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty nasty. Uh, I mean, so I enjoy this movie as a complete empty viewing and it's okay. it's sad that i have to say that but like i was just along for the when i realized that that just just this happens and this happens and this happens and, i mean this isn't the reason i brought up how to train your dragons because that all makes sense in that universe i don't think this all makes sense in this universe again i think, I think you got to stop comparing it. they tried really hard to make that whole universe flow the way they did in how to train your dragon like you can you can you can see it and you you can feel it while you watch those three movies that that there was a plan there or, or they developed a good one. You're supposed to care about how to train your dragon. You're supposed to watch Cruz. Yeah, right. I mean, is, I mean, yeah. is that a fair way to say? No, it? no. Like, that's actually, that's probably the best way to put like this it. Is, is, this is this is this is a kids. This is for the kids. This is to sell toys. This is you know, kid, parents will laugh out a little bit. You know, just enough so they don't hate it, and then they'll buy more toys. But adults like, cry during How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like. All three of them. <laughs> All three of them. All three of them. <laughs> like those are those are son movies. of a bitch. Those are films. <laughs> son movie. of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know they do. Yeah. Trust me, I know. So what would try really easy, remember? <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, of uh, of grandma's ab reveal? Weird. I mean I thought Best that whole part of the sequence movie was me. It was so very good. weird. Weirdly turned on. Ah. Oh, did everything. But, I mean, the whole thing when she when she ripped off her her like her shawl and had like <laughs> Bra, like like a you know like like a, a warrior's bra. Yeah. Like, it just was weird to me. Like what is going on in this movie right now? <laughs> and then Wiggum just flies off her head. Like what in the hell is going yeah, on right now? Disrespect Wiggumus. I'm not gonna disrespect Wiggumus. Um, you know there there are some other things that I, I just don't know how I feel about this movie. I enjoyed it. I laughed, but I mean I'm I'm trying to translate my enjoyment and this. There was some. I the movie ended up going in places I didn't think it was going to go, only because the the dynamic between the crudes and the better what, movies. Ninety five minutes, because trust me, it went that long, and I was hoping it wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing with with the Bettermans, I thought it was a missed opportunity with, you know, the the Bettermans trump card, you know, to bring them back around to us. I thought was going to revolve around they made a promise to Guy's parents to get Guy to safety and make sure he's always safe, you know, but that we never got that. And like I was just surprised they didn't go there. Is, yeah. is, is, am, am I the only one that thinks that they went with the Marvel, you know, faceless army, you know, bad guy, and instead of you know making the Bettermans like you know just someone in there to you know have have another thing to do and people to watch, they kind of like made them the bad guys first, and then threw a threw a common enemy at us to bring it all together. So it happens. Yeah, what? I kind of didn't like that, but yeah. again though. This movie is more for kids than yeah. any movie we've watched recently, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. Like, it's been yeah. quite a while since one we've had an animated Trolls movie. 2 would be the, the, the Trolls, closest one. Trolls is probably the last one, right? Yeah. And that's, God, what? March, March April, April, May, April, I don't know. May? Yeah. yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, 
it's been a while, which I mean, we, you know, me and you have kids, so it's different for us, but I look at, I look at this movie as, I don't know as an adult, if I like this kind of stuff anymore. Now, like I said, if I had my kid, it's a different story. Mm -hmm. As a guy with a podcast, it's just not very good. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that. I mean, no, you're 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 100 right. I think about that. I was gonna score it. So. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'll go ahead and score. Like this movie is like the, the definition of a five. Mm -hmm. If you got kids, fine. Let your kids go watch it. You'll be fine with it. You don't have kids, I I cannot in good faith be like, dude, you gotta go check out the cruise. Yeah. Now, yep. Again, though, and, and I said we can't compare. It. It's not like How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. If you, as an adult, you don't have kids, you should still check out yep. How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Unfair comparison for the crudes. I get it. I this is super hypocritical by saying that, but <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about this movie. I get you. So yeah, so uh, like I re I rewatched this the first crudes movie right after I watched the second one because my daughter was so excited she about watching watch it. it again. She wanted to watch two again. I was like, well, it's not out yet. She got to watch one again. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and um, so I would have I would have scored the first crudes an eight. Okay. Personally, it was it was good. It had a good emotional center. It, it hits you in the feels, and it, it ends in, in a very, very good way. Oh, so it's got a little bit of emotion in it? Because this does. movie, I don't, it I don't get, I don't it get does. any of that shit. It does. Uh, a lot of father-daughter stuff, which no. hit, hit home hard for me. Um, the uh, This one, this movie, I'd give it, I give it a 6-5. You know, the movie is fun at the end, and it I, I had a lot of fun with the last act of this movie. I've said it a couple times now. But it, it took a little while to get there, unfortunately. So, yeah, 6-5 for me on this one. I'm a little different than you guys. I would have given this movie a straight, uh, sorry, a straight five, but I would have given the first movie a six five. Okay. I, mean, I like the first movie a whole lot more for the exact same first reason you, you just said. Than this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, like, like a whole different league. But I mean, yeah, the first movie with the, there was no emotional stuff, which is what I am attracted to the most in these type of movies, and it just wasn't there. Would you guys laugh at me? I mean, we do all the time, but not right there in that moment. No. Thanks, I appreciate. It. No, okay. So this one to me, like Gosh. like Roger said. This is a five. If someone's like, hey, should I watch the cruise? I'm like, if it, is it streaming? Sure. Do you have to pay for it? Probably not. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. Like, it's fun. You're your kids will love kids? it. Hell no, I'm not taking my kids to the movies. The hell no, don't then, watch this movie. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait. Are you I a think... Cage fan? Still don't watch this. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's easy. Are you a fan of Spider Wolves? Then absolutely watch this movie. Spider Wolves is a trope from the I first thought they one. They were kind of cool. I, 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 Grayson, I think you should get the Spider Wolves trope because in the first movie they combine a whole bunch of animals as well. So it's just they're just you know parring the course on that. I had no problem. What do they, what do they call the animals in the? What do they call the kang? Oh, the the kangadillos. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're, they're chasing them in the beginning of the second movie. Oh, the kangadillos. Uh, no. Yeah. See, I mean, that's just I, I I wanted to like these movies more, but I just didn't. I get you. So there's that, um, Chris. Now, where since you're the you're, you're the guy in the show that wants who really kind of attacks the crews, where do you think a third movie should go? Let me ask you that. If it, I, if you were thinking it, Ryan Ryan and Fireheart have kids. I mean, that's the obvious. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the the, the DreamWorks formula for yeah. their animated stuff. I think so. Where, I mean, unintentionally impregnates Dawn. There, it is. <laughs> there. It is. Yeah. Or uh, then you don't have the crews. Or Betterman's wife. Ooh, better, power right? play. Yeah, the big old mm, hair, sleep pile. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? How, you, how you doing, sexy neighbor? What's up? How you doing? I need you to stand in this window for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really weird. Really weird. Um, 
<laughs> no, I, th- I think that's the only. That's like, more weird than normal. The, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's got to be the next step, right? That or or they're gonna like you know have to like venture out and do more stuff. But I think the kids' dynamic is the next piece. Well, I think they got to find more people too, right? Yeah. Eventually, they have to come to some sort of societal building. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll find an actual civilization or something yeah. like that, or something. Well, in the, in, the, in the end of this movie, they have oh, they have all the monkeys and the betterments and the crews all existing in one place, right? Yeah. They they are developing yeah. a society. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I think I could see a third one. I mean, I would enjoy. A third one. I w- here's the thing. I w- I wouldn't enjoy repeated viewings of these movies, but for the first time through, I'm laughing enough and smirking enough that I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, so, I'll I mean, probably I think never fair. watch this movie again unless my daughter wants to. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably. That's will. what I'll see it. The first one, though, I'll toss it. Over no, I mean that, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a different, apparently, a better movie. Yeah. So yeah, that's okay with me. Roger, what you should do is see if your daughter likes the first one on Netflix, and then take her to see, or have your wife take her to We're see this one. We're not going to the movies. Ever. Okay, great. No, we're not. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 203 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice. On the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. I'm coming up with a new idea for the YouTube, so stay tuned for that one. You can send us a letter to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we are talking about All My Life, Happiest Season on Hulu, and The Mandalorian Episode 7, which is sure to be a heck of an episode. When do we right. need to talk about Greenland? That's... That'll, that, that, that'll be... That comes out the week... Um, that comes out the 18th of December on VOD. So that, that, that'll be one of the weeks that I'm, I'm, I'm home. <laughs> on the, Wait, you're coming back? Yeah, in like two weeks. Damn it. Why? Hey, hey. Here for the show? What? I, I'm on, I'll be on vacation for two weeks. You should have went for the hard out right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think. I mean, I, I, I still can. <laughs> Damn it. All right, I'm stopped recording.